Welcome to the Messy Life, Mighty Love podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. I come to you today uh, just catching you up on the last few months of my life and offering some of that hopefully sage, hopefully meaningful, hopefully what you need to hear or is good to hear kind of things that I like to present here on Messy Life, Mighty Love podcast. You are listening to episode 67, Still Messy, Still Here. You may be wondering why it's been so long. Well, I continue to be in the discovery process of just what needs to be in my life in the midst of so, so, so many choices. I used to burn the candle at both ends and try to get it all done. But then, as you know, if you've been here, I went through a very, very difficult mental health journey and learned that I have to set good boundaries with my time. So I am combining two jobs into the time when my kids are at school, 20 to 25 hours a week, which includes this podcasting. I want to reassure you I have not stayed silent for so long because I'm not doing well or because I'm overwhelmed with life and not ready to engage it or because... um, you know, things are just too hard personally to share. It's none of that. It's just, as I said again, learning to process and come to peace and surrender with the things that need to be in my life and the things that I am not in the season to have in my life. But happily, I have realized again just how much I enjoy podcasting and showing up in this way. So I am happy to be back and we will see how the journey goes. All right, friends, let's talk a little bit about what it is to still be here and still be messy. So to say it again, friends, I remain committed to sharing from my messy life and reminding us all why it is so important to remember that there is not a one of us on this planet that is not truly a mess. Sometimes we're really good at hiding it. Sometimes we're really good at making it look like we have it all together before other people, which I always laugh when people tell me they have this perception of me. And I also take a mental note to make sure that I am really being vulnerable and honest and real with others because this is where community happens, when we can let down our guard and we can just declare, yes, I am a mess, but also in the great beauty of God, we can say, though I have a messy life, there is an even mightier love, which is promising to see me through. So I am here again to affirm all of that reality of the mess of my life and saying, I understand whatever mess you find yourself in, that you are not alone. And I hope that you know that more because of listening today. Well, last episode was last spring and it was about messy gardening. And I talked about how I had my hands messy 
and sometimes my clothes and other things as I was getting into the soil and planting beautiful things. And I was really happy about uh, those flowers mostly, uh, some tomatoes that I planted um, last year, but some places I had to learn about. Some bit of the soil was not conducive to really growing things. So the amount of money I spent on what I planted there was not used um, probably to the best. And so I learned some things in my first real gardening in the home that we live in now. And there is, of course, a metaphor for that, um, for life, that it takes seasons, sometimes years, to really learn where is good to plant and where is needs to have something different happen to it, whether it's for me, literally will mean putting potted plants in that area where the soil is not good because I don't want to just leave it plain or doing some more research on the kind of soil that there is and what would be good to grow there. But I didn't know that last season. I didn't know that last year. And for many of us, we don't learn, you know, instantaneously. Well, we, for all of us, we don't learn most things instantaneously. And so messy gardening, kind of coming back to that um, in this episode, really shows us that we need to give ourselves time and grace to learn how to plant our lives. And this year, um, before about 20 minutes to half an hour last Saturday, I just had messy deadness <laughs> out there. I hadn't uprooted my plants before the winter um, came. And I found I had a lot of deadness around my house, which I was very happy to just pull right out. It was ready to be pulled out, almost all of it. And my kids helped me weed a little bit. And so now I'm ready again to plant. And I love how that is coinciding with being ready to podcast and put myself out there um, in this way again. So what does cultivating life look like in the Malayu, the minutia of my life right now? Well, in those 20 to 25 hours in the week, I am moved to a new role in our nonprofit, The Welcome Network, and I'm doing staff care, which fits me really well. And that's, so that's been exciting, and I've been making my hours more set with that. Um, so that has helping free me up to dust off some dreams in the other time that I have in the week. And what that is looking like is continuing to spread the message of A Million Skies, the book that I wrote about my journey with mental illness and what healing in God has looked like. And also to make that even more uh transferable to others. I have finished a self-guided workbook for A Million Skies, and that is going to be offered soon on my website. Hopefully, I will let you know on this podcast, but hopefully by the next time I podcast, that'll be up and ready to go. So um, that's exciting for me. I also have another book um, that I am kind of holding on to. I have a publisher that would like to publish it, um, a hybrid publisher, if you know what those are. And I'm not sure it's the right timing, but it's exciting to think about the next project. Um, the self-guided workbook was definitely a project, and then another project, another book. And that's going to be a different, it's not 
my story as much, but I am excited to share as that kind of unfolds. Um, and I've also started coaching one-on-one and group coaching uh, in the life coaching area. And some of the self-guided workbook is coaching uh, people, you know, in a way that they can do in their own time. But this is in real time with people back and forth um, doing life coaching. I've been also speaking when I can, and I speak about my story uh, related to mental illness and also share what it looks like to be healed and to never stop fighting for the light of God in this world, in spite of all the brokenness, um, that he is a healer and a redeemer, and to fight for the light that he has given us to be um, in our lives and be to the world. So I love to do that. I've also been guest podcasting a little bit. If you go to the podcast page on my website, you'll see some of those podcasts, uh, Better Than Well podcast and also Mom Nation Radio. I was on both of those recently, and I just shared more of my story, which a lot of you have heard. But you might find some new things if you went there and supported those podcasts and YouTube channels. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to. Um, And it's been really, really good. And I just want to encourage you to own the season that you're in. I don't know how long or what might come in my life that I'll be able to do the work that I'm doing now. But I hope coaching lasts for a long time. I hope I keep writing. But most, I hope that I'm faithful in all that God has given me and that I own the seasons that I'm in. And this season, I don't want to miss any season, wishing I was in some place different. It's still very involved parenting. And so in part of my time margin, I've allowed just the mornings and I run sometimes in the morning real early um, with a running group. And um, But also the morning time is really given over to helping the kids get ready for school and taking them to school and just being with them. I don't worry about other things. And then after school is over, or when I pick up the kids and after, I really almost every evening really focus on being with them and doing what they need and um, getting them anywhere they might need to go. And um, yeah, so that's been really good. That's the season that I'm in, and I'm finding a lot of rest and a lot of joy in that. Um, And so I just want to encourage you that our lives are messy, like we like to talk about here but there are seasons. The seasons don't make it less messy, but I think that they help us to be more at peace with the mess of it, with the different pieces. Our lives are one big um, edgy kind of thing, you know, where it doesn't all look, you know, all sewed together um, and a clean line. Sometimes there's just a little of this and a little of that. And sometimes we have to say no um, to something for a season. And let it come back when it's supposed to come back, which has been podcasting for me. I just realized how much I love talking through life and um, sharing life lessons as they have come. So, yeah, so I wanted to um, share that little piece of wisdom with you all about the seasons um, and that please just own your own your mess. You know, you're trying to figure it out. Okay, own that. Share that with people. Ask them to pray for you. Talk it out with them. Journal. 
find space that you can really be honest about what is in your life, what you're supposed to have in your life maybe now, and what God is leading you to let go of for a season to embrace something else or to embrace rest and margin in a way you haven't. I think this is just some of the saltiest, uh, most important wisdom that we can gain in our journey. So I want to share that with you. And I want to feel like I'm owning coming back to podcasting and being unapologetic about being gone for a while. And just being happy that, wow, I can still talk about the messy because you know what? (laughs) The time has passed, but the messy is still here. And yeah, I just want to encourage you with that. I would like to leave you with what I always love to share. And I hinted to it before when I was talking about speaking and fighting for the light. Y'all know I love, yeah, (laughs) y'all, I'm not from the South, but sometimes I just like to let that out there. John 1, 5, which says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. So I want you to remember that in the midst of the news, in the midst of all that has happened, that you are safe in God's light, in God's light-filled hands that are holding you, in God's presence, in God's reality, that that light shines and the darkness will not win in the end. And friends, we need to fight for that truth because it is a world that is increasingly hopeless and increasingly in need of that light that we offer in Jesus. So I leave you to that encouragement. Oh, I'm going to share an excerpt from A Million Skies as I haven't gotten to do that in a while. But I do want to leave you in this portion with um, knowing knowing together that there is a light that shines in the darkness and it can never, ever, ever be overcome. As always, I hope that these few minutes, as messy as they have been in moments, as rambling as they have been, as processing as they have been, have given you at least one nugget of a reminder about the mess that is our lives and to be encouraged um, in that, that you in Jesus can never be overcome. And I hope that that golden nugget, that reality coming to you again through this space in particular, will make this time well spent. from me, my journey with mental illness, and many other things, including a new resource, 10 Ways to Improve Your Mental Health, if you sign up for my newsletter, and my ebook, which is free. There's a link to that um, called Highways to Zion, and that is all on my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N dot com. And I also have links to my speaking page and the podcast that I was just on in my podcasting page. And soon there'll be links to the new workbook that I have just finished. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned to the podcast. Stay tuned to the website. 
And now finally, I'd like to leave you with a quote from A Million Skies. That's my book that was released a year ago. And it is still going strong out there in the world. So please, if you have not gotten the chance to read it, pick up a paper copy through pretty much wherever books are sold or um, an e-copy, a Kindle version or other e-versions. I know Barnes and Noble has an e-version. And yeah, so I would like to leave you with this quote from a favorite chapter, but I guess they're all pretty favorite since I wrote the book um, on hope from despair to hope, learning to see. Hope so often meets us at the end of ourselves, even at the end of our desire for existence, and surprises us by its utter tenacity. Just when we think despair will win, hope ignites again. Frederick Buchner eloquently expresses the perseverance of hope in a room called Remember. At last we see what hope is and where it comes from. Hope is the driving power and outermost edge of faith, Hope stands up to its knees in the past and keeps its eyes on the future. There has never been a time past when God wasn't with us as the strength beyond our strength, the wisdom beyond our wisdom, as whatever it is in our hearts, whether we believe in God or not, that keeps us human enough at least to get by despite everything in our lives that tends to wither the heart and make us less than human. End quote. Yes, the best word, the word made flesh, the hope of all the world comes at last, every time. And his hope does not lead us to futile places. When we lay hold of this indestructible hope, it makes us new. We become the same stuff as our hope. I am hoping that you find that excerpt from A Million Skies, something that will encourage you deeply in your own journey towards hope. I would love to catch you right here in this space, hopefully soon, next time.